Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now over the last few years I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see what is possible. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. So have you ever been in a situation where you're in a conversation, either with a person or with a group of people, the conversation's flowing, it's going well, and you're really enjoying yourself. But later, after the conversation, you're kind of running a tape in your head thinking, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't told that joke. Or the expression on that person's face when I said that. I think I might have offended them in some way. These are the tapes that we run when we have been in a situation and we're unsure about the feedback we got. Because we didn't get any verbal feedback, but we got signals, we got cues. Or we've got things that are coming to us that we're kind of reprocessing in some way. Now, we've all been there. We've all we've all have a... We've all said something that we regret afterwards. And for some people, it can be a very serious anxiety, which leads them to staying awake at night, rerunning the tape and that conversation in their heads. Now, there's a standard coaching approach to this, this process or this issue. And it's always to say, remind the client that what other people think of me is none of my business. And that phrase gets banded about quite a lot. And I've even used it with clients myself. And it's even been used at me. And, the, and, the, and it's, in many respects, it's true because... What other people think is going on in their heads and I have absolutely no control over. So worrying about what's going on in their heads does not serve me, but that doesn't stop me worrying about it. And of course, there's a power dynamic. If someone has more power than you and can change your life, then there certainly is an impact in this stuff. So so I can understand why it becomes such a, such a challenge for people. Anyway, I was fascinated to discover this week the work of Erica Boothby from the University of Pennsylvania. And her and her team did some research on this, on just how how we perceive the gap between what we think and someone is thinking about us. And it's called the liking gap. So before I go into that, let's explore why this could be potentially why it happens. And I'm not a psychologist here. I've just done a lot of personal development and I've explored a lot of books And I can understand that there would have been a time in our history when making the right impression on other tribe members would have been important because getting expelled or pushed out would have been, you know, detrimental to our survival because survival was basically based on being part of the clan and getting kicked out of the clan for something inappropriate would have meant some certain death probably. And some, what is interesting is this affects some people more than others. Um, not everybody, but because some people are completely immune to it. So what is the reality of the situation here? What actually is happening? So why don't we flip this on its head? How have you interpreted other people in conversation when you meet them? Are you thinking critically of someone during conversation? Or are you thinking more about yourself and how that conversation affects you or what you're going to say next or how amazing it is they've said this thing you know when we look at things from our own perspective we can often get answers to these questions 
from that. Now, of course, if someone is being aggressive or, or, or rude or there's a fright, you know, a fraught, heightened emotional situation, then, of course, there will be thoughts going on about what someone's being like. And that's that's true. You know, this person's crazy. This person's rude. This person's arrogant. What have you. Those are obvious situations. But if it's a gentle, if it's a, a normal conversation, a normal interactive conversation that is that is going well, then more often than not, the gap that we perceive is purely in our heads. Now, as I mentioned already, you know, if the stakes are high on the conversation, yes, like an interview process or a sales process, of course, there will be some picking apart of that conversation afterwards. Um, and I can remember being in meetings years ago in that situation where the conversation was picked apart to try and see if we could read something into it. And none of these picking apart of things are particularly useful. You know, in the interview situation... People are making judgments about the interviewee, but not from a personal judgment. They're actually making practical judgments about whether this person has the skills or fits the organisation. Now, of course, the liking gap can be particularly intense in social situations. And I can imagine it must be very intense with teenagers, particularly people who are still forming their identity and they're really looking to discover their place in the world. So it's important for, the, for people around them to like them so that they are in the crowd. And I can understand that's a very challenging situation for them to be in. And of course, we know that teenagers resort to humour or other things to kind of get themselves through this stuff. But if you are someone who is beyond teenage years, should we say, and is sensitive to this idea of what other people think about you, what are the tips and tricks that you could use to ease the process? Within Erica's research, they discovered that when we show curiosity and ask more questions of the person, that process gives us more feedback because when you speak to a person, ask them questions, people tend to like it. And so they will give you positive feedback from that. And that tends to ease this idea of of difficult thoughts or, or inappropriate thoughts. And the positive feedback helped us as the questioner feel the conversation went well. And that's the simplest solution. Just ask more questions and be more attentive. Really listen to the person and show and demonstrate that you're listening. When we do that, we're doing everything we can to be actively involved in the conversation and we will get positive feedback. I have to say my own experience as an interviewer, and I interview a lot of people, um, Exploring those conversations, that's so true for me. I really can see that when I talk to people, that I do get positive feedback from those conversations. So I can actually say it works in in the podcast process. One of the things this work really leads to me, though, is it it does show to me that this is the liking gap and this idea of the the perceived difference between what one person thinks and what, what is real is down to our stories and our narratives. When we're running a story narrative, we think we are... We, we think we are exploring something in the world and, and demonstrating something in the world. And the world needs to reinforce that story for us to believe it too. And it's one of the reasons why I think it's so important to understand and explore and really believe our story. Because when we truly believe who we are and have confidence in our story, then it doesn't matter what people outside, what outside people say or do to prove it, because you don't need that input to prove it. And that is why I think some people are completely immune to this thing, because they are so confident in who they are and what they're doing in their lives, they don't actually notice that 
there's a difference, there's a gap. Anyway, as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, on this idea of the liking gap and how you cope with it if, if it's something that you struggle with. So do check out the website at lifepassionandbusiness.com. You'll find loads of resources to support you on your journey of this life and how to make it a good life. If you like this podcast and you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. As always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I will be back on Wednesday. All the best.